0: Welcome to the Equipress Church Budapest podcast. We hope today's message will encourage and inspire you. For more information, Something check we but yeah, H- Cool. Uh, we are in the middle of a series called Money Talks. Let's say it together. Money Talks. Money talks. And um, just really we believe that God is actually taking us on a journey now throughout the summer to actually move forward in the whole idea, uh, area of finances. And I, as well, I understand that this can be often a sensitive topic for some of us. In fact, for me and Kika, we are pretty much lovely couple until we don't start and open our finances. <laughs> Everyone who is married understands. Right, But then, maybe some of you are asking, why do we talk about finances in the church? Why do we talk about finances and money in the church? Well, the reason is that our goal in the church is to create a culture that's like the kingdom of God in every area of our lives. And one of the tricky subjects we actually talk about is money. But Jesus talked about money, and we will do it as well. And actually Jesus talked about money pretty lot. We, we'll share, I actually have like some statistics from the Bible, how much Jesus spoke about money. There is actually 500 verses on prayer. There is another 500 verses on faith, but there is over 2,000 verses on money, and as well, when you, when you look at the parables that, that Jesus did, it, it, Jesus gave all, in the Bible, we recorded the 38 parables of Jesus. And 16 of them deals with the subject of money. That's pretty wild, right? So wh- why did Jesus talk about money so much? The Bible says a lot about money. And the first reason why Jesus talked about money so much is because he loves you. That's the first reason. He knows that he wants to help us and he knows that we deal with finances on a daily basis. And as well, the secondly, he wants our whole heart. I love what it says in Matthew chapter 6 21. Uh, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well. So, just really powerful scripture that our finances actually reveal. Um, our heart, right? And that's the reason why Jesus spoke about money is because he's interested in your heart. That's the primary reason. And the, the name of this series is, uh, we, we call it Money Talks. And the, why, why is it named like that is because if money could speak, if money could talk, what it would say to you is that my, my direction reveals your affection. Okay? I'm going to repeat it again. My direction, if money could speak, this is what it would say to you. My direction reveals your affection. So that's why it's important to listen to what God is about to say on money. And um, I actually don't know one single person that ever regretted managing money the God's way. God's way is the best way. Amen? 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 Guys at the back. I can hear a few guys at the front, but guys at the back, where are you? Amen? Amen? Awesome, 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 awesome. You guys need to help me out today. I want to preach to you guys. Sweet. Uh, so for the last two weeks, we've been talking about uh, how we think about money. We talk about how to break the spirit of poverty, but also how to build the spirit of abundance. So be, before we really will start to, um, about the practical step of finances, it's important to touch on how we think about money. So today I want a really a shared message I actually heard a couple of years ago. Uh, when I was in New Zealand and just really impacted my journey and my life when it comes to finances. So I'm sure this will be a blessing for you. It's actually about the, the financial biblical principles of the kingdom of God. And how many of you know that when it comes to biblical principles, they are not really hard to understand but harder to follow, Right. <laughs> Easy to understand, easy to say, but hard to do often, right? But the topic of what I want to speak to you guys tonight is called faithfulness. Why don't we say it together? Awesome. You guys are amazing. So uh, what I want to achieve today is kind of like really to bring you this planet and make you to face your finances. No matter how scary it is, we're going to face your financial situation. And I want to tell you right from the beginning just really how important it is to be faithful with what we have. We'll stop focusing for a moment on how much other people have. We'll stop comparing with other people. The only person you can actually compare is yourself one year ago. Okay? That's the only person. Because we we can't do the same things and expect different results. Right? I love what my uncle once said um, as yes, really, uncle, when it comes to the whole subject of faithfulness, he gave me this amazing, amazing, um, I don't know how to say, like, um, advice. Thank you. Yes, so he said that pray hard. Really, like, pray hard. Pray like everything in your life would depend on God. But then he said, work hard. Work so hard like everything in your life would depend on you. So sometimes it's just really amazing advice that really encouraged me that, man, sometimes we can easily just stick to the prayer and be lazy and let God to do, you know, right? But sometimes we can just keep working, keep doing all we can and ignore God and ignore because He wants to give us rest, He wants to bless the work. But I think what is important is to carry both of them, right? We got to pray hard, but we also got to work hard. But the passage I want to talk to you about today is found actually in Luke chapter 16, uh, verse 10 to 13. So we'll read it together. So, uh, go back. Luke 16. Awesome. So, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful, in the unrighteous world. Who will then entrust you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will then give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Amen. So just really this amazing, powerful passage in the Bible we can find in Luke 16, and it talks about the whole area of faithfulness when it comes to our finances. And the first, the first um, point I want to share with you is the faithfulness with extending the kingdom of God. Why don't we say it together? You guys are amazing. Sweet. So just really from uh, Luke 16, it's from verse 13. It just really says that. No servant can serve two masters. Come on, when you think of your life, we can't serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. The same way we cannot serve both God and money. Right? So we can only have one master. Come on, if we're going to put Jesus on the throne of our lives, he's not going to share the throne with anything else. He is the only one who can be on the throne of your life. Let's give our full devotion, like he says that he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Let's give a full devotion to Jesus, right? I love what he says in Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It actually seeks when it comes to being faithful with the extending kingdom of God. It says that, but seek first the kingdom of God, right? And his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious about itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This powerful verse is a pretty famous verse. It's actually written in the context of money, right? It's just really, with our own finances, we need to seek first his kingdom. And uh, often, it's the whole passage that often we can feel anxious about, you know, uh, how we're how we going to pay rent, How are we going to pay the groceries, the food, the clothes, and all of that? But what God is really saying here is that, come on, if you're really sick with your finances, mask with my kingdom with your finances, I'm going to take care of everything else. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. This is what God is really saying with the scripture. And uh, as long as our lives are centered on the kingdom of God, come on, He will look after us. If we commit that we'll be keep building his house, he will look after yours. And I just really love. And, and the enemy often comes and te- is tempting us in this area, right? Sadly, we see today even in the world that people they serve money, right? And you can see it often that often all the decisions in their life, all the decisions in their lives are actually based on money where they will work, how big will be the salary. And all of these things is important, but if you always center your life about money, you can miss the whole part of the kingdom of God, which is much more bigger and greater, right? And we even seen it when we were um, about to get married with Kika, right? And uh, we just really, we wanted to get married and we know it is important. And I know some people in the world and some of my friends, They actually, they just didn't marry it because they said, oh, wedding is expensive. (laughs) They just didn't get married just because of money, you know, and they just lived together and did their stuff. But we just really need, come on, we want to seek first the kingdom of God. We know that God is not okay with this. We want to honor Him. Even though if it's expensive to have have a wedding, maybe it's not the best financial thing you can do. We're still going to do it because we want to seek first His kingdom. But so we, we, we ended up working hard. We saved some money. And then we actually um, got married. Praise God. And um, she said yes. So that's good. <laughs> but it's just really ending up um, praying God. But ultimately, it was God who took care of us from then, on, from then on. And God provided for us. So hey, if you are single, if you are here tonight and you are single, I want to recommend you start saving money for your wedding right now. Right? Start saving. That's one of the best things you can do. And as well, but then if we were to keep moving forward in our lives, we were starting to thinking and talking about what should be our career, uh, where do we want to work, what we're trying to build. But then as well, we just really felt that we want to seek first His kingdom. And so what we decided was actually pretty crazy. We decided to give God a year out of our lives and to go to the Bible college. Okay, God, before we're going to do anything else, I'm going to make sure that I can hear your voice, that I'm equipped for what's next. So, what happened, um, I don't know how many of you know that going to Bible college is a pretty big financial decision, right? It's a pretty pretty expensive thing. And as well for us, we actually felt a calling from God to go to a college that's in New Zealand, which is a wealthy country. And you know, for us coming from Slovakia, just really just finishing our schools, being students, we, we had pretty much no money, right? In fact, what what, but we really felt that God is calling us to do that. So we we take it as a step of faith. Okay, God, uh, we don't have money, but we trust you. And we go even if it's crazy, but we heard his voice and we knew that he's calling us. So um, crazy story. When we were the day, the night, morning, (laughs) sorry, the morning we were about to fly. The morning we were about to fly. We had around 100 euros in our bank account. Which is pretty much nothing if you travel across the whole. It will maybe cover the food that's at the airport in Dubai. <laughs> right? So, but yeah, that's what we had. And suddenly, then look, we already had packed our apartment, we were ready to go to the airport. And we just really got a crazy idea. We, I remembered that at our wedding, some of us gave us these dollars as a gift when we would go to Bible college. And so they gave us these dollars and I just remembered, oh, uh, let's pr- they use dollars in New Zealand. So let's quickly check and find them in our wedding envelopes if we don't have them, right? So we were already supposed to go, but we, okay, we're going to keep, we still have used some time, little time. So we're quick looking um, across the wedding envelopes. We start opening one after one. And suddenly what happened that we found a whole bunch of money we never knew were there. We already thought we put all the money outside, but we actually found a whole bunch of money, like more than 500 euros or 1,000 euros. It was like a big amount. And so for us, it was crazy that the day we were about to fly, we had almost nothing. But then God gives us this amazing idea, and suddenly we find a whole bunch of money that covered us for the whole next season. And in the next few weeks, uh, our family and some of the friends, God actually placed on their hearts to bless us financially. And so it, it, it actually lasts quite for a long period of time. So that's why I just really want to say that, come on, if God is challenging and calling you to do something for His kingdom, come on, if you will do the step of faith, if you will trust Him, if you will seek first His kingdom, even if it's not financially the wisest thing to do, He's going to look after you. Amen? Amen? God is good and faithful. Amen? Amen? So how can we be faithful in extending the kingdom of God? Right? That's a good question. For us, it's just really important to acknowledge that everything we have is His and comes from Him. If God owns everything, it means that I own nothing. Right? I think this is a pretty good thing we can say even together. Why don't we say, you can repeat after me. If God owns everything, everything. it means means I own nothing. nothing. That's a pretty strong thing, but just really to say that, 100% 100% of what we have is God's. And how do I know that? Is because I know that when you will die, your house, your wealth, your cars are going to stay here. You will not be able to take it up to heaven. Someone else will use it. That's why we are just stewards, right? We steward the 90% and tie it 10. And we often talk about the heartbeats when it comes to heartbeats. Uh, just something I would like to show up is that we actually have heartbeats. Those are the values of our church. Um, and we should have them. Yeah, over here. Good job. So they are actually based on the acronym of the word heart. And each letter actually represents represent a value of our church. And it often speaks that the first letter H e stands for honor. It says that I'm glorifying God in everything I do. Then E stands for excel. Says that I am glorified. I am following Christ and becoming like him. A stands for advance. I am using my gifts to serve God's purpose. R stands for reach out. I'm I'm on a mission to reach the lost. And D stands for together. I am for, for the family of God. And the one so this is this is the why behind what we do. This is a heart. This is what a heart is beating from. And what I, I would just really love to open a little bit the value of Excel, of excellence. When it comes to excellence, what it means is just simply really giving our best. Right? The excellence simply means giving our best. And we say that I am following Christ and becoming like him because he is my model, right? And we often talk about the three areas we actually give our best to when it comes to. Uh, the kingdom of God. The best we give to our God is our time. Secondly, it's our talents, our gifting. And thirdly, it's our treasure. It's our treasure, which is the whole topic of money. So how you handle your money actually reveals your priorities and affections. Right? Some of you said, oh, I love Jesus, I love God. But then when you open their calendar and when you open their bank account, you see nothing like that. There is nothing about Jesus in the bank account. If you truly love Jesus, show me your bank account, I'll tell you if you really love him. Right? Because it reveals your priorities. It reveals what you value. Right? So uh, one of the ways we can actually give our best is when you give our first. Right? When God is not just some afterthought. After we spend everything, okay, oh, I should probably give something to God, right? When we actually give Him the the privilege to take the first when the table is ready and not just eat everything and then just to give Him just some leftovers. That's how we can honor God. I love what it says in Malachi uh, 3.10. It says that, uh, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not room enough to store it. Wow, how good is that? Come on, if you ask me, why do I tithe? I'll tell you because I want to see open heaven. I want to see open heaven. Do you want to see open heaven as well? Come on, why why do... And as well, it's important, like, where do we tithe? I believe, like he like said, it's, it's important to bring the, to the God's house. Like he says, so that, that, that they may be food in my house. And I also love what he says, um, the word storehouse. Actually, what it often means that just really, what it means, the storehouse, just really is the place where you're getting your spiritual food from. Imagine going to eat to McDonald's, but then you would be like, oh, can I pay across the street at the KFC? Just doesn't make really any sense, right? So, but just really, when it comes at us as a Cooper's church, you are willing to attend as, as long as you like. Do you have to tie to be part of this church? No. But why wouldn't you want you? I just really want to encourage, you, if you really want to be part of what is God doing, just obey God and what He is saying to you, just test me in this. Which is a powerful statement when you think about it. Think about Jesus in the desert before He started His ministry. When the enemy came to tempt him and was questioning the word of God, Jesus said to him, answer, that you shall not put God into the test. Right? But then in this passage, he says that, test me in this. God himself is saying, test me in this. That's the only place in the Bible where I've seen it. When it comes to tithing. I never met any person that ever regretted to do this principle. And just really, there are a few reasons why, why it's a great principle that works. The first reason is it teaches the discipline of giving, right? The second, that is holy. It's set apart. Belongs to God. It releases the purposes of God. It brings an open heaven. That's what we talk about. Then it brings protection. And then as it deepens our relationship with God because you, you, you'll find that that's one of the first things. Actually, it's often a step of faith to tithe because often most of us probably live on paycheck to paycheck and to suddenly give first thing, 10% from our salary is actually a big deal and it's a step of faith. So when it comes to faithfulness and this whole area of faithfulness, the first thing we need to be faithful is actually extending the kingdom of God. The second thing is faithfulness in the little things. Why don't we say it together? So you guys are very, very professional. Awesome. So Luke 16 verse 10 it says, "One who is faithful in a very little, everyone says very little, is also faithful in much." Everyone says much. Come on. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. So the first thing is that little things matter to God. Right? We often can very easily come into understanding like, oh, it's just a little things. God doesn't care about that. It's just nobody cares. It's not important. But actually God cares about the little things. He is testing us with the little things to see if he can entrust us with more. Right? So when I was a teenager, my parents often taught me um, to give and to tie it out of my pocket money, right? Which was almost nothing. Back then. <laughs> but they really taught me this principle. But I always said, like, oh, I'll start giving once I have salary because it's nothing, you know, it's like no money, it's like what few cents? Like God doesn't care about few cents I have. <laughs> right? It will make no difference. What can they do with a few cents, right? They will not be able to buy microphone in the church or, I don't know, pay the rent in the church or someone's salary in the church. So, but then um, once what happens, I actually, I went to, a, I was a teenager, I went to a, a summer camp and my parents actually gave me 20 euros. And that was big bucks back there. I felt like Wolfram from Wall Street. (laughs) It was a big money for me. And after a few days, what happened, I had a flatmate and suddenly um, he was hungry. (laughs) He was hungry and he had no money. And so, and I felt the Holy Spirit coming to me and told me and reminded me that I have some money in my pocket. (laughs) So this is some of the moments you don't want to hear. You are not sure if you want to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, right? (laughs) It's like, God, finally I have some money. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit is like, ah, I see you have, but he needs it. And so the the Holy Spirit actually told me to give him my money. So I was like, oh, I was like, I slowly putting my hand into my pocket. Very slowly. God, are you sure? You want to change your mind? Are you sure? So, and then I give him my money and I remember he was so moved. He didn't expect that. He was holding his tears. And just really what I remember, he went, then of course he some, <laughs> buy, buy some snacks and he was so kind to share with me <laughs> as well. So it was win-win at the end. But what, what I just really, what I felt and how I felt is that even the little can make a difference. Even the little can, and even when it comes to teaching our kids, managing money with God's way, it's going to have a blessing. But yeah, so I just want to encourage you guys, don't wait with being generous until you have more. Because the more you have, the harder it is to be generous, right? If If you cannot give with the little from what you have, what's going to, How do you think it's going to change your mind that you will want to give with more and abundance, right? So, just really when it comes to, um, it's want to encourage you to live a life with open hands, right? You know what is the life of open hands? Augusto, why don't you jump on the stage? We'll do illustration. Kika, you you can jump as well. So, just let me quickly explain to you what is the life of having open hands. I don't have money right now. But I have this bus ticket, okay? So let's imagine this is money. <laughs> I use cash, cash card, or oh, card, not cash. But yeah, imagine Augusto, we can have, oh, put hands like this. So this is living with, living a life with open hands. Is that you can, uh, God can, imagine I am God and this is you. Imagine that God can put anything there. But what it means is that God can also take it and put it somewhere else to food need needs it. So when it comes to living a life with open hands, if, if I give to, to you something, if God gives you something and then I see he needs it, but he will close the hands and he wants to take it. What I can do as God, I can take it by force. I'm not sure if right now if Augusta... <laughs> He's pretty, bro, you're huge. <laughs> i will not try it. But what he doesn't know often that God can, once, once he actually have, if he'll close his hands, it also means that God will probably not give you even more. Because what he doesn't know, that I have a bunch more tickets. I have plenty of more. And, and it's just really, thank you guys, we can give them a big hand. They are amazing. And it's just really powerful illustration and, and principle when it comes to living a life with open hands. When we allow God to bless us, but also to take and bless someone else, you you the Holy Spirit starts to flow through you, and you will see amazing miracles. When this and little things matter so much, so much. I love what Bruce Monk said uh, once. He said that show me your bedroom, and I will tell you if you can lead the church or not. Just really powerful when you think about it. Show me your bedroom. Take me home and show me your bedroom. I can tell you, tell you if you are able to lead a church or not. Just really a powerful picture on the little things. And as well, the things that others can see, they matter so much. It's not about how much we have, okay? It's about what we do with what we have, Right? So I love what it says in Proverbs 24, verse uh, 30 to 34. Just the whole idea of the little things, they often grow and they become a big things, right? We're going to read quickly this proverb. And it says that, I went past the fields of a slangard. just really a person that is lazy. Past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with the weeds. And the stone wall was in ruins. And I applied in my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Just really the idea of the little things, they often can become a big things. And when we will live like that, we are, we are just really blocking the blessing of God that God wants to re- release to our lives. And just really want to encourage you to don't be lazy. And I just really want, come on, God gives us stuff so we can steward it. And He's observing if we are faithful with little so we can trust you much more. And so the third thing, um, just really uh, the first was uh, being faithful if, in extending the kingdom of God. Secondly, being faithful in uh, with the little things, and thirdly, just really the faithfulness in the righteous world. Why don't we say it together? Faithfulness is the righteous Getting just better and better. And the Luke sixteen, it says that, um, verse eleven. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous world, who will then entrust you the true riches? Right. And it's just really important how we get wealthy how we will grow our finances. It's important to do it in an honest way. In an honest way. God tests us in this area because He really wants to bless us. And I just really, I was studying um, in, in my school, I, I was studying design and marketing and the media and all of that stuff. And basically what they are teaching when it comes to, to us people and the products, what are they teaching in the marketing, is that you need it and you need it now. That's the whole idea of marketing and that's the whole idea of... And often what we do, we end up um, just really, they really try to attach on your feelings and just really, there's often the pressure and we end up doing something stupid, right? Something quick. But just really to be honest and to work and to let go of this. When it comes to money as well, I love what Bruce Monk said again, it's just really, when it comes to money, money is a terrible master. Terrible master. But when you make money and set it in its right place, it can be a powerful servant. Just really, I don't know if you can. Yeah. So money is a terrible master. But when you set it into the right place, it can be a powerful servant. That's why it's so important how we view and how we think of money and to be faithful. Money can really serve when you think about that. Money can make a difference. What money can do, it's it's when you look at someone who is hungry, money says, I can feed you. When you look at, often when sometimes he's just sick and he just needs medicine, money can often say, I can heal you. And as well, the same way, when you look at the vision and the dreams that God puts into people's heart, money can say, I can fulfill you. And just really, money can really be a powerful servant when we use it in the right place. So it's just really being faithful with how we'll get the money and as well aloud says in Proverbs 22 verse 1 he says a good name is more desirable than great riches to be esteemed is better than silver and gold amen you know ma- money is not evil money are not evil the problem is that when people are willing to take shortcuts to get to money right but if really, if we're going to be big, honest, diligent, work hard, God's going to honor that. If we honor God's way, He will honor us as well. And one of the trends that we see even today, what a lot of young people are doing now, it's called, it's called OnlyFans. And OnlyFans is awesome. one of the things that um, is a subscription-based um, and what they do, they often um, pay money to some people who they are revealing, often their private parts and one of the reasons why so many people are doing that is actually because it's a big money and it 's a fast money, right And so many of those people are actually doing this, and just really the enemy is tempting them to take shortcuts. But come on, how important is good name is more important than riches, and gold. Amen? And even when it comes to sex, sex is amazing. I love sex. God God created sex when you think about that. God created sex, but also God created boundaries when it comes to sex, right? It's called marriage, right? And just really when you think of the sex as a fire, Fire has to be put and placed into the fireplace, right? Because if you put fire outside of the fireplace, it can create a serious damage. It can burn the whole house, even other houses. And it's going to have a serious consequences. So that's why the enemy will try to tempt us with these things. But God, God has set boundaries for these things. So sack is good. The problem is that people take shortcuts to get there, to have it. Right, but if we're gonna follow God and His boundaries, He's giving us those boundaries because He loves you. That's the reason why God gives us these boundaries. The second, even we talk about the shortcuts, says the second one is fame. When it comes, come on, the, the influence, the influence can make such a difference. The influence and fame is not a bad thing. You can have a serious, positive influence of so many lives, right? The problem is that people are also willing to take shortcuts to get to the fame. That's the problem. So, have you, have you wondered just for one minute for famous musicians or artists and just, just they, are, they often they have broken marriages. They are often not experts on life. But people listen to them. People listen to them for what are they saying. Why? Because they are good at what they do. They are good at performing. They are good at singing. They are good. And so so once the easiest way to gain respect is actually to be good at what you do. And then the people can actually really listen to you and the influence can be used for amazing things. You don't need to sacrifice your integrity to get to the influence. You don't need to lie or pretend to be someone else to get to the influence. And as well, when it comes money, money is a good thing. The love of money is a bad thing. <clears throat> the problem is that people are taking shortcuts to get there, right? And as well with money, money is not evil, the love of money is evil, but we can also build something great if we put money into the right place. I love what it says in Proverbs 28 verse 20, it says, a, a faithful man will abound with blessing, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Come on, let's not take shortcuts in order to get rich. Right? If you'll remain faithful, if you'll honor God, He's going to honor you. He's going to look after you. He's going to give you blessings. I love what he says that a faithful one will abound with blessings. What I really believe what is true blessing is health, is blessed marriage, is the ability to be content, no matter how much you have or don't have. Is joy, is peace. It's having people around you that loves you because of who you are and not how much money you have in your bank account. It's family and relationship with Jesus. The last thing I want to talk about is the faithfulness in that which is another's. Amen. It's Luke from uh, Luke 16 verse 12 says, And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? Right? When I was younger, my mom used to tell me to be, uh, I often was kind of like sassy (laughs) to her (laughs) confessing time. And he used to often tell me to be nice to her. And then she added that because the way I treat her, I will treat also one day my wife. And then at the moment when she said that, I actually got like this godly fear into my life. And was like, Whoa. I would never treat my wife like that. <laughs> but then I just really felt the Holy Spirit. Yes, you would. So I just really felt like, so, you know, like, so God, uh, help me to be kind and nice to my moms, to my father's wife, so that one day you can give me my own. <laughs> and just, just really, I, I had this godly fear. And just really it's important that, come on, let's be faithful, even that which is another's. And this also works when it comes to business. Actually, as a family, um, maybe two weeks ago we, we watched this movie. Was, uh, this movie is called Flaming Hot. I, I don't know if you have seen it, it just came out. Flaming Hot is this about this guy, uh, a story about this guy, who was a um, Hispanic man coming from a pretty much gang background, not having a much money, he was a father. Um, just really what happened that he actually got a job in a big company, that was making these Doritos, and actually there was a big financial crisis. And what happened is that um, he, he didn't, couldn't bring a salary home because they didn't have money. So the, the CEO actually had and went to all the employees and what he said, he said, think like CEO, because we can only get passed through this together. So this is what happened, and it really stick to this guy. And he was just always saying, think like CEO, things like CEO, right? And, and just really, he was not really building his business. But what happened, he actually came, he came up with a product that actually at the end made them a whole lot of money. And at the end, even though he was not his business, at the end he was very rich and successful. And he's, he was just a normal cleaner guy but he thought like the CEO, he had ownership. And that's very important if you have ownership. In Ecupress, we have one of the actions, one of the actions we often say is that I am a steward, but serve as an owner. It's really powerful when we take this day everywhere in your life, even to your work. Come on, I'm a steward, but I'm going to serve as an owner. Right? This is something that really helped in my life. Just really, even when you think, even if your workplace, come on, if you are cleaning toilets, let it be the cleanest toilets in the district. Amen. Come on, man at the back. Yeah, and come on, even if boss is likely to give you a small job and then look after how you'll do, come on, show him you are worthy to get more. Be faithful with the little, even if it doesn't belong to you, and then they will promote and bless. And even the same works in the church. Right? If you are not responsible in serving in a team, why should any, anyone give you any platform or ministry? If you are not able to work in a team, why should that anyone give you more space? I want to encourage you to serve where you are and serve as an owner. Come on, once we humble ourselves and submit under someone else's vision, God's going to pour out the blessing. And as well... Um, it will develop our character and builds us. So just really, it's important for us to always keep this teachable attitude and to do our best. I remember when I was working in one of my summer jobs, I was just, just cleaning um, on the construction working. I was just cleaning some parts. And I remember, I was working really hard. The other guys around me, they'd already been just chilling, being on a lunch, talking, making jokes. And I was there working like crazy. And they were like, what are you doing? Why do you work so much? Right, Just really making fun of me and they felt later even guilty after having lunch <laughs> because I worked. But I just really, I remember one day, in, one day the, the boss actually came around and he saw me. He came to me and he was like, whoa, this has been never clean since it was new like this. And he was just really, he just really honored all the hard work that I got. And then even later on, he was willing to give me some benefits because he could, people can see how hard you work. People can see how much you care. People can see if you can have ownership or not. That's why it's so important. Let's be faithful. Let's be faithful in, in even in that which is another's. But yeah, and as well at the end, I just really want to ask you the Holy Spirit. Just ask when you will pray and have your time with God. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal you an area of your life that you have not been faithful enough. Just when you come, Holy Spirit, is there something you want to bring on light so I can be faithful in that? So one day you can entrust me much more. So why don't we stand at the end together? We're going to pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. Maybe you are here tonight as well, and you need to see financial breakthrough. Maybe you are in a need. We here in a Coopers, we are just one big family. We all know how what it feels to be like that. But we would also love to pray for you if that's your case. We would love you. Don't have to go through this alone. We can go, we can support one another as well. But I just really want to encourage you, If that's you, just, I'm not going to ask you to raise a hand. But at the end, you can as well come here for the prayer. We'll pray for you, we'll minister to you, and we'll ask God to reveal an open heaven. Come on, God knows what you need, even before you ask, ask for it. He's a good father. He's a provider. And as well, but just really... Why don't we pray right now together, all of us, and then after, after the end, if that's you, I just really want to encourage you to come from. But let's just really, come on, God, we welcome you in this place, Jesus. You are so grateful. You are such amazing Father, God. Thank you so much that you love us so much, even to guide us in this area of finances, Jesus. Father, we, we want to live a life with open hands, Jesus the life that You can bring any blessing, but also to give blessing through us, Jesus. Father, help us to be faithful, Jesus. You are a way maker. You are a miracle worker, Jesus. You are a provider. Father, we surrender our lives to Jesus. Father, change our attitudes, Jesus. Father, we ask You to send Holy Spirit into our lives to guide us in this whole area. Help us to be faithful in Jesus' name. And everybody says...